Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference, on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Good Friday morning, Hancock and Kelly here with you. It's hot, hot, hot out there. Be careful, drink water, check on your neighbors, make sure you bring in the puppy. We go now to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line, where we're joined by Thane Rosenbaum. He's the CBS News legal analyst. Thane, thanks so much for joining us on KMOX here in St. Louis. Good morning, Hancock. Good morning, Kelly. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, so we've um, wound up having three more indictments yesterday uh, that were issued against President Trump. Uh, they're called superseding indictments. What does superseding indictment mean, and what are those indictments? So, uh, Hancock, normally what happens is if there's an indictment, there's a period of time before the reading of the indictment and the actual trial. There's, during that period of time, there can be all kinds of pretrial motions. For instance, you know, in the Donald Trump case, for the documents case, as you know, it was the trial is now scheduled for mid-May. That's a while. There's a lot of time that, that is in between that. And one of the things that can happen is that the prosecution can, can determine, you know what, there's more crimes here. We can add accounts. We can add additional crimes. And you know what, I think we just found another defendant. <laughs> We just find someone else that can be added. So it's just a way of adding on either charges, counts, or other parties to the action. And that's exactly what it is. It supersedes the other indictment. It's a new indictment. It added on. And what it did, okay. it added on new charges, and it added on a new defendant. And those new charges are what? That he was conspiring to uh, do away with the security footage? Well, the first one, which is very significant, is that they added an additional document. Do you remember there were 37 counts, 31 dealt with the Espionage Act because it was the holding, mishandling of classified material. So they added one more. Now count 32 is an additional uh, document, and it appears to be the document. Do you remember the testimony that they had from one of the witnesses who said that at the New Jersey uh, Bedford uh, uh, Country Club, he was waving around a document that had to do with a military uh, attack on Iran. And then at some point, he said on CNN, first of all, there was no such document. I was just waving some newspapers around. Uh, and if this is such a big deal, how come they don't produce that document? Well, guess what? They did. They ended up producing the very document that he apparently was waving around. And they added a new defendant, which is the maintenance man at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and his involvement and discussions with Donald Trump to uh, destroy, delete uh, security camera video footage that showed that they were moving documents from one location to another. So uh, Thane Rosenbaum is our guest, CBS News legal analyst. I was really interested in reading this indictment. So there, there's Trump employees, one, two, three, four, and five. Three, four, and five are not named in this. Uh, the The maintenance man, Carlos de Oliveira, is now indicted along <clears throat> with Walt Nauta and, and President Trump. But these other three employees provided some, clearly they're cooperating with the special counsel, and they provided some very important information that informs these latest charges. One of the questions I have, and it may be unanswerable thing, but is it possible that the Justice Department was trying to get 
the Oliveira to cooperate with them so that they wouldn't have to charge him? And does that possibly explain the delay between uh, last month's indictment of Donald Trump and Walt Nada and then a full month plus later the addition of this uh, D. Oliveira person? Yeah, you're absolutely right. That can, there's no doubt what happened. Hey, and guess what? There's no guarantee that those other employees don't get indicted either. Right. The question goes, how, how much are they cooperating? At this point, they're obviously cooperating enough that they weren't named. But the maintenance man, obviously, remember there's, I think there's actually a testimony uh, transcript in which uh, Donald Trump says to his, uh, to his assistant, who is, who is an additional uh, co-conspirator, co, uh, uh, he said, uh, will the maintenance man play ball with us? Right. Sounds like out of a movie. Right. It's just to say, can we trust the maintenance man to be with us and not to and not to divulge any of this information? And at this point, apparently, uh, he hasn't. Uh, and there's no there's it, there's no reasonable doubt uh, that the government is still working on him. And they might say, you know what, do you really want to go down for your boss? Uh, why don't you just come over to this side and tell us what you know and acknowledge uh, what you know. So, yes, there's no doubt that uh, the others didn't are cooperating. He's not cooperating. Uh, Donald Trump has arranged to get him an attorney, and Donald Trump hopes that he will continue to uh, 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 deny the charges against against them. Well, the, I've heard com- conflicting um, analyses of whether or not the addition of the Oliveira is going to prolong the start date of the trial. Some say that it could very well take the trial to the post-election period. Other analysts have said, nah, uh, you know, you're not really adding much, maybe a couple of weeks to when the, what the start date is. What's your sense of that? I think Jeff Smith took a risk here, right? I mean, I think, remember, he wanted the trial in mid-December, which is just coming up, right? Donald Trump wanted the trial after the election. Uh, the judge said, how about mid-May? Mid-May is after a first few of the primaries, but it's before the Republican convention. So it's right in the, right in the middle of the thick of things. Jackson took a chance. You know, the more, the more parties that are added to the indictment and the more charges that are being issued, uh, the more argument there will be, again, pre-trial motion. So now you have 32 documents that are going to be subject to all kinds of motions because remember, you know, the issue of the 32 documents is that they're classified and the other five uh, counts deal with other issues of obstruction, including this new obstruction, right? So they added one count to the classified documents and an additional, I think, two or three other counts to obstruction. What's the obstruction here? Well, the destruction and mutilation of documents and other materials, right? Uh, hiding documents and destroying the video footage. Uh, you know, it just subjects this case to many more potentials for pretrial motions, uh, and those pretrial motions may actually extend the trial date itself. Wow, it's going to be fascinating to watch that trial. Hey, this yesterday this news broke while many of you uh, were sitting out in front of the courthouse expecting a January 6th indictment. Uh, is the thought process now there will not be a January 6th indictment, or is the indictment watch for that continuing? I have no idea. You know, this was such a fake-out yesterday. <laughs> you know, uh, everyone was looking for January 6th. 
uh, it seemed imminent. Uh, and then the next thing you know, more documents are added to the Florida case, the document case. Uh, you might think to say, well, if they did that, that was so dramatic last night. They're not going to pull off, you know, the indictment today, uh, would they? I don't know. You know, it looks like Jack Smith is playing a game of, of, of chess uh, because I think there was a real, you know, fake out. Uh, he added on to this one. Uh, by the way, you know, at least for, for this entire time, I've always thought that the document case was much stronger than the January 6th. Me too. Right. Much stronger. So I thought all along when the documents case went first, you know what that meant? They weren't going to bring a January 6th case. Mm-hmm. But they always knew that let's go with the stronger case, even though we're putting it in Florida. By the way, Florida's a risk for Jack Smith. Why? Sort of a red state, right? Donald Trump is popular in Fort Pierce, comparatively. Uh, the case is the, the jury pool is better in Washington, D.C. So the fact that they went to Florida first suggested that they thought the evidence was simply better on documents. So all along, I, I didn't know they were doing this. I, I, the target letter that Donald Trump received pretty much guaranteed we are going to get an indictment in January 6th. The question is, is it January 6th for Jack Smith still the weaker case that he wants Donald Trump to be distracted by January 6th? so that he pursues the stronger case in Florida. I think we're still going to get it, but we don't know when. I think that, you know, in in this instance, what you're seeing around the country, you may get Georgia today, right? Get ready. Georgia may unload today. I heard something in the news last night that they were putting up barricades around the courthouse in Fulton County. So that's indicated something might happen. It does seem that prosecutors around the country are saying, most of the time, we don't like indicting people unless we're pretty sure we can win. I'm not sure that's the case with Donald Trump. It may, in fact, be that the indictment is the win. Keeping him busy, keeping him distracted, keeping him in courtrooms, you know, keeping him off guard is what they're focusing on. And the more counts, the more proceed, criminal proceedings, the better. Well, the one thing we know for sure is we've never seen anything like this in the course of American history. Thane Rosenbaum, thank you so much for your time. CBS News legal analyst, we've got the news next on KMOX.